and Christine, can I do the math? If you have 72 live nodes at five grand a pop, you guys are doing about $360,000 a year in revenue right now? Yeah, that, you know, we are priced so that we could get early input so that we can get our steering council. So I, I would not do that math. I don't think that's really fair. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Christine Bodegaro. She is building a very cool company called Resurface.io. She's a challenge seeker, loves tech, and is focused on building storylines, teams, and pipeline through sales and marketing functions. She's happiest when she's collaborating and she marries strategy with execution. With leadership roles at Sybase, SAP, Rally, RogueWave, and Compost, her experience in databases, customer connections, acquisitions, and API management is a natural fit for Resurface, where they're focused on API observability for security and quality. Christine, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thank you, Nathan. All right. Uh, you bet. Okay. When did you write the first line of code for this company? Ah, boy. Um, a couple of years back. Now, I will say, full disclosure, I can demo, um, and I'm pretty dangerous with some COBOL, but beyond that, we've got a dev team that focuses more on that. But about two years ago is when the effort began in earnest. Okay. And would you consider that your launch date, 2019? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. About that, we closed seed in 2020, which was interesting, the COVID financing round. Um, so that really, I think, was more of our launch point. Tell me more about that. How much, you, how much did you raise? One point? We raised uh, just over $2 million in our seed round um, okay. and have some great investors. We've got Access Ventures. We've got First Mile. We've got SaaS and Alarian. So some folks that are along for the ride, seeing the future with APIs. And why did you need that capital? Why couldn't you bootstrap this? Mm. Um, because I think we needed to develop the market a little bit more. It's not a, let me pull it off the shelf solution. APIs, particularly when it comes to security and quality, which is what we're solving for, is kind of new. Um, I think people are very aware of AppSec, application mm. security, but how does that apply to APIs? It's a whole different world. So we really felt like we wanted a long runway to be able to develop that, to educate people, to bring people along and to develop the product that would meet those needs as we go. I see. Okay. So you raised 2 million. Now, did you do that on a safe for Christine or did you price that round? Uh, uh, Not sure. Do you remember what, what the valuation was or how much you sold? Yeah, we are, you know, that's it. Again, sorry. I don't <laughs> No, You're good. Maybe you're not in the numbers all the time. I understand you're a founder though, right? Yeah. Co-founder. Exactly. Okay. So tell me how you guys split roles. How many co-founders are there? Yeah. So just two. Um, and we had one of our uh, investors slash chairman who was really driving that financing round. So I will admit <clears throat> I came in relatively late on that. And so a lot of those discussions. Bless you. <laughs> Excuse me. Hopefully I'm not screwing this up for you. No, you're good. Take your time. Get some water, Christine. <laughs> Get some water. That's what happens. Get some water. Yeah. And you no, caught take, me with that. Take your time. Take your time. Mm -hmm. 2 million raised last year. Your co-founder, yep. the chairman led most of the round. Yeah. In terms of just being able to structure the deals and making sure that, you know, we had the right cap table and everything was, was working well. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, great. Tell me about customers, right? So, so what are customers paying for? So they are paying for the license for resurface. So we are on-prem, which is a little different, um, which makes it easier to pass the legal and compliance scrutiny around sharing data. When you're looking at API data, there tends to be a lot of PII or relatively sensitive data. It could be financial, it could be PHI, um, health information. So we wanted to have a solution where people could use resurface and gather the the data, but not worry about the risk that we would be able to access that and see it. So that was very purposeful on our part, and it's solely self-hosted so people can deploy the workloads wherever they would like and be able to get the richness of API data without paying a penalty for either exposure or the cost penalty. And so what's the, what would you say the average customer is paying you per month to use the on-prem installations? So we, it, it depends. So it depends on how much data you have, how big your payloads are, and then again, how long you want to retain the data. So OWASP recommends 180-day retention for audit trails and traceability. So again, we leave that to the customers. We are priced per node, and it's published on our site. We are at 5K a node. And then okay. how many nodes you need to go into a cluster. 5K a node per month? Uh, per It's annual. Per year, okay. Yep. Yep. But how many nodes you need per cluster is really up to the customer to to define what that payload looks like and what they want to capture. What would you say like your sweet spot is? There are people launching with five nodes, one node, a thousand nodes? Yeah, it's probably going to be between five and seven um, just because early, you know, and there's going to be probably a phase, right? You may not want all of your APIs right away. We run in production. So that can be a healthy amount of data. Um, and you may not want that same level of detail around all of your APIs. So that's where mm-hmm. there's some variability. Um, and as you add new partners, et cetera, that volume will likely grow. I see. So, so Christine, start three and five. I was going to say five nodes on average at five grand a pop. You're talking like $25,000 a year sort of contracts is a sweet spot. Okay. Fair. And and let's see, tell me the story of how you got the first customer. That's always a good Mm. one usually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, a bit of our origin story, I'll give you that very quickly. And that is that a very large hardware manufacturer, fruit-based hardware manufacturer, had a precipitous drop in their online store once they launched a new version. Couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, rolled in there with our solution and tracked and logged all of the calls and was able to then say, where are they failing? What's happening? So we knew what process and then being able to say, how are these alike and figuring out what that cohort looked like. And it turns out it was all clustered around a zip code failure. So it was a trailing zero error, which means that anything in a zip code ending in zero would fail. And so people kept trying to buy and it would say, nope, nope, not a valid zip code. Um, And it turns out that 6% of the zip codes in the US end in zero. zero. So that was a 6% revenue drop. So it became really clear, not only the value in the data to be able to root cause, but to say, let's reach out to everyone who was impacted. So that's the beauty of the data to say, Nathan tried to buy something. He didn't report a problem. He just didn't buy. So then we could remediate and reach out to each of those affected people and say, come back, buy again. So that was our origin story. And then that's sort of the the storyline that we're seeing is those silent failures or security risks that people need to know about in real time. So that was company and customer number one. How many customers are you serving now today? 
So we've got, I mean, we're early days, but we've got a couple dozen that are active in all states of, you know, hey, we're, we're trying this out, proof of value through in production. And again, with APIs, they carry some degree of scrutiny in terms of they can carry revenue or again, customer data. Yeah, I would say a couple so, dozen is a lot considering yeah. how young you are and the sensitivity of the data. How many nodes is that actually installed nodes? Um, it depends. So what I would say is the way that we quote that, it depends on their implementation. Well, yeah, but so can't you go, look at what you've already implemented across the 36? See, that's that's where we don't have visibility because we're not SaaS. But the way that we're priced is annual. So it could be, you know, again, taking the average of like five nodes per. Okay. Right. So wait, I don't understand. How do you know what to build them if you don't know how many nodes they're installing? Well, we, we price annually, but they can increase. So we may have to do a true up at the end of it. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is, but yeah. So you don't know right now how many nodes you know you have installed across 36 customers? Yeah, it'd be about 72. Oh, 72. Okay, cool. You do know that. And what you're saying is they may be adding other ones right now and you won't know to the end of the year when you sync it all up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the challenge right in our is that we don't always know exactly how they're deploying. Um, but, you know, obviously we've quoted them at the beginning of the year and then we'll true up as we go forward. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Christine, can I do the math? If you have 72 live nodes at five grand a pop, you guys are doing about $360,000 a year in revenue right now? Yeah, that, you know, we are priced so that we could get early input so that we can get our steering council. So I, I would not do that math. I don't think that's really fair. When can you break that? Do you think you can break that in the next couple of months, that revenue? You know, it's that. probably going to be... Here's the trick, Nathan, is that we realize that we're playing a little bit bigger in the organizations that we thought. So some of those implementations may be larger, which means our sales cycle could be a little bit longer. I uh, see. We have to work through uh, different groups that have opinions and ideas and ownership over those APIs. So I would hesitate to you know, forecast out what that looks like, but we expect that in the next year, we'll be able to you know, aggressively move that needle. That's good. That's exciting. Tell me more about the team today. How many folks? Yeah, so we are just under a dozen people and some of those are fractional. We've got developers all over the world that are helping us build the product. And then we've got some folks on the sales and marketing side that are doing the outreach. But a lot of that is, you know, us us founders reaching out to our networks and, and having those good early how many, conversations. How many engineers? So we've got five engineers. Okay. Very cool. And the sales reps are mainly you guys. Are you targeting any sector? I mean, I imagine financial institutions are probably a big one, maybe governments. Who are you targeting? Yeah. Um, right now, it's people that are API first. So I think the early movers, and that tends to be pretty horizontal. We're looking, though, at some heat maps that are sort of coming true around telco. 
Um, less financial services, but I would say fintech is probably the better, more precise definition. Um, and then healthcare, uh, just because a lot of that now has moved to online with the fire protocols. I think APIs are a world that where they need to feel more comfortable. And that's where we can help is by exposing the data they need to understand. Very cool. Now, have you had anyone install, you know, five nodes a year ago and they've downgraded to three nodes? Do you have any churn? Haven't seen that. We've seen the opposite. Not yet. And, and let's talk in a year because they think that that could happen. There's always the risk when you have software of it being little used or disused, right? But we see the opposite, which is where we were in the operations center. And now we're talking to the people who own the online platform itself and said, we want to be part of this. Our customers are asking for API audits, and we need to be able to satisfy that. So moving from ops to the product side is an interesting pathway for us. And we're just now starting that. I see. Very cool. Okay. Talk to me about funding moving forward. Do you guys have enough runway in the bank to last yourself a year or are you raising now? We do. Um, that that clock is ticking for sure. And we're thinking we're about 12 months from Series A. It could go faster mm -hmm. just depending on the climate and, and where we think we're ready. But we're in acquisition mode for customers and users right now. Again, to get that feedback loop, we really want to understand the problems that we're solving for people. And if there is a vertical spin on that, meaning Will there have to be different versions? Are they going to look at different protocols? We want to make sure that we're conversant in that before we start really ramping and scaling. Makes sense. Managing burn, though, is really critical for an early team. When you look at your total expenses per month right now, what are they about? Yeah, you know, I'd hesitate to, to quote on that, but I will say that we are managing it very conservatively. Um, but simply, quantify that, Christine. What does that mean? Does that mean you have 15 months of runway in the bank right now or five or what? It's probably again back to twelve. You think it's twelve? Okay. We got and a little bit plus or minus, but just spending in terms of like marketing programs, being conservative there, and making sure that those are things that we can measure and that. Are you spending on marketing right now? A bit, yes. Um, we had a couple of pilot programs, and you know enough results to say this is something we want to move forward with. But right now, it's content creation, um, a lot of events because that's where we can get in front of people. We don't expect that they'll come to us right away. Google mm -hmm. ads, you know, sort of the, the more traditional method, some social. Um, and then on our, uh, you know, team side, being able to have some fractional contributors helps us. Fiverr for design work. Like, again, just being really cautious Frugal. around yeah. our spend. Makes sense. Makes sense. This is a good story. I'm eager to see where you guys end up six, 12 months from now. It'll be fun. But in the meantime, Christine, we're out of time. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, Challenger Sale. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, that's a good question. I just was reading last night, Recency Effect on Masterclass, the founder of Masterclass. And that pathway is interesting. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building resurface? Oh, um, maybe just think uh, about what you use this morning. What'd you, what yeah, tools do you use? A lot of Zoom, unfortunately, but, mm -hmm. um, Zoom's a good one. Number four, how many hours yeah. of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> I, I'm I'm an eight gal. 
That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, all of the above. No, i married and kids. Very cool. How many kiddos? I've got two boys. Oh, wow. Very cool. And can I ask how old are you? No. No, <laughs> I like it. She's blunt <laughs> and honest. The reason we ask is because the next question is take us back to your 20-year-old self. What's something mm. that you wish that she knew? That um, you can... Sp- Oof. That it will pay off. The hard work does pay off. That that sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but it will, and it adds to your experience and your knowledge base, even if it's good or bad. Guys, Christine building resurface.io launched in 2019. They raised two million pre-seed last year and are now helping all kinds of customers, call it healthcare, fintech, and telcos, install on-prem installations to manage internal APIs that might be have sensitive data on them. They price per node about 72 live nodes. They price anywhere between two, three, four, five thousand bucks a year per node as they look to scale, hoping to break five hundred thousand bucks in revenue coming up here next year. We'll see what happens. Christine, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks.